Good morning. It is February 12th, 2024. This is episode 75 of the Paul Green Comedy Podcast, a podcast for a dreamer, for dreamers by a dreamer. Happy day after Super Bowl. I hope that the outcome was in favor of your desires. I can say for me, it definitely was not. Not because I really care about the 49ers or the Chiefs, but in this particular situation, seeing as how I didn't have a dog in the fight, and I'm not a fan of the Chiefs, and definitely not a fan of the 49ers as a Cardinals fan. Obviously, the 49ers have pretty much dominated our division almost every year and dominated the Cardinals for most seasons with a few anomalies where the Cardinals were able to be victorious, but after all of that, I was rooting for Brock Purdy because I like that kid a lot, and I love that uh, no one gave him a shot, no one gave him a chance, you know, last pick in the draft, nobody thought he would do anything. And here he is slinging in the Super Bowl. Almost went to the Super Bowl last year if it weren't for his injury, which was just so unfortunate. So hopefully he will have a uh, successful career. Well, I mean, hopefully next season my Cardinals and Kyler Murray will actually be a formidable team again. That's what I want to happen next season. But anyway, it was a really good game. I enjoyed it. And, you know, I'll tell you, sports, man. That's these kids living their dreams. And I'm living my dream, too. Maybe I'm Mr. Irrelevant. Maybe I'm Mr. Irrelevant in the comedy draft, taking last place. So anyway, I am now back in Arizona. I'm actually uh, not driving. So if you are watching this on YouTube and you're going, well, if you're not driving, how come you're not playing video? Well, I noticed something interesting, and that is when I just do the audio with that graphic, when I post these on YouTube, I get like a lot more views for some reason, <laughs> which makes me feel like, uh, people seeing my face makes them not want to watch. But if it's just my voice and a picture, then they're all in. So, you know, I don't know what that means. I don't know how to unpack that, but I just noticed that. I've only done, I think, three travel editions um, where I just had the the graphic instead of the video and all three of them had significantly more views. Now, you know, we're dealing in the tens of views. I'm not even up in the hundreds or even the thousands of views. Hopefully someday. I think I will need to be famous before um, I start getting those numbers, you know, the Bill Burr numbers. But So I was like, well, hey, if people like to watch this or listen to it, but for some reason having the video causes them to scroll by, well, then maybe this is a way to connect with more people out there living their dreams and might have an interest in what a 
obscure stand-up comedian in the Phoenix area is up to and my journey as I am living it in real time and having an opportunity to talk to those people who I'm meeting along the way. I actually do have a couple of guests slated this week, which I am very, very excited about. Um, I had both of them scheduled last week, but we had to reschedule. So hopefully I will be able to have a few more guests on this week who I think are very fascinating, incredible human beings and are definitely dreamers. So how am I feeling? I, man, I, I did not have a super great mental health weekend. It's, you know, it's funny because I'm out, I'm, I'm out there in Temecula, you know, I'm featuring at this casino. Um, for the most part, it's going well, but I really had a down day Saturday. I, I just, something had really knocked me off my my mental health game, and I got very discouraged. It's so difficult to stare reality in the face sometimes in this business. Um, And, you know, just the reality of how difficult it is to, I mean, even make a living as a stand-up comedian, but, I mean, even if you are making a living, making a decent living, and, you know, I've talked about this a lot before it's like I know comedians who are funnier more established have had bigger opportunities than me and they're still you know struggling to to make ends meet the uh, headliner that I performed with over the weekend who was just unbelievable just a killer and he's been in the game I think 20 years longer than I have um and he's got a comedy special on YouTube that has almost 8 million views on it. And I just said, man, did that do anything for you? And he's like, no, not really. <laughs> and here I am uh, filming an audio version of my podcast for YouTube because I'm getting 70 views instead of 10 views on it. But it's where I'm at. It's just where I'm at and... I don't know how any of this works. I'm figuring it out as it go as as I go and and just as much as possible trying to be as transparent, realistic and pragmatic as possible while also being as ambitious and hopeful and dreaming as big as possible and trying not to get lost in in the space in between trying not to get wrapped up in the space between the hopes and the dreams and the reality and the cynicism because I'll tell you it, it's easy to uh it's easy to look at that gap sometimes and just go man what the what the heck am I up to here but I I just think that's I think that's it I just think that's the the case I've had a couple of interactions actually just um yesterday on on Sunday um first from first of the the first interaction was a good friend of mine sent me a text message and he's in the um like real estate investment space and it's it's so comical to me and ironic because from everything that I'm looking at he's been incredibly successful he's made a lot of money he's been able to grow 
his development company and now he's like developing apartment complexes. He has a big, beautiful house, the really nice car, the family and the kids. And yet when we talk, he's just talking to me like a peer and the struggles that he's going through to try to get to the next level. And, you know, he's still learning and he's still dreaming. And, um, you know, and, and I don't know, it's, it just seems to be that that is, that is the reality of all of this is it's, there's no matter who you are, no matter where you're at, there's always somewhere you're trying to get and some sort of reality and cynicism that you're grappling with and discouragement and setbacks. And, um, so anyway, he sent me this YouTube video today or excuse me, uh, yesterday of this gentleman who his dream was to run a marathon under three minutes. And then he gets in a motorcycle accident, accident, breaks his femur, has to get a titanium rod in, and the doctors say he'll never run again. So then his goal is to, again, run a, 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 a marathon under three hours and, um, you know, prove the doctors wrong and all that stuff. And it took him 17 years. And the YouTube video is really awesome how they put it together because it's just... Marathon after marathon after marathon, coming in above three hours, coming in above three hours. And then he gets married and, and he has kids and he's getting older and he's just talking about how every year it's going to get harder to accomplish this goal. Every year he's getting older, you know, he's prioritizing his family, he has more responsibilities, and he just talks about that, um, you know, that struggle of how how am I going to how am I going to accomplish this goal? How am I going to accomplish this dream? And so that was, that was really good to hear that and be reminded of, you know, somebody else going through that journey and still trying to figure out his life and figure out his dreams. And then I met up with a friend of mine and she's a flight attendant and we'll hang out whenever she's in town. And she was talking to me about how she had gotten into real estate investing recently and had purchased some property and all of the struggles that she was going through to step into this new element of her life where she's looking to go for her dreams and part of her dreams involves having real estate property and investments and setting herself up financially and being able to have that part of her life in addition to her job, you know, as a flight attendant. And when she just started talking through all of the struggles that she's going through and everything that she's having to learn and all of the fears and the anxieties and, you know, nothing's turning out the way that, that she expected. And I'm sitting here listening to her tell this story and I'm going, oh my gosh, like it's, it's, that's the same story. It's my story. It's my other buddy's story. Who's a real estate invest investor. It's every comedian, every actor, every investor, every entrepreneur, um, 
you know, any romantic, anybody looking for, you know, that, uh, you know, that life partner or that romance or that family life or, you know, whatever it is, it's, it just seems to be the same story over and over and over again. And it's the same story that, that I'm living right now. And that because I'm in this space that I'm, I'm seeing that around me, you know, it's the whole, whatever you're, whatever you're focused on, you'll see it show up everywhere. You know, the moment you buy a new car, all of a sudden you see your same car model popping up all over the place. And that's what I am noticing more and more as I am going down this path, as I am starting to see more and more the dreamers of the world and recognizing their their journey and their path and their struggle because ultimately it's all it's all the same path from from what i can tell you know the the template is the same the template is the same of my life is what it is right now today there is something outside of my current reality that I desire, that's calling to me, that I want, that I know if I got it, it would mean something to me, whatever that meaning may be, whether it's more financial security or more opportunity or more fulfilling romantic relationships or you know, you know whatever it is, and then it's, well, in order... For me to get there, I have to step outside of my current life. I have to step outside what I normally do on a day-to-day because we're all creatures of habits, cre- creatures of habit. Dan Rouse talked about that a lot on the podcast, who I had on the podcast about a week ago, of how prone human beings are to find a rut, find a pattern that at least works and then just stay in that pattern, stay safe, don't really stray from that path and then live and die, you know? And to have a dream means, okay, my life is what it is today to whatever degree of tolerability that may be. And who knows, maybe the, maybe your life is actually perfectly fine. Maybe it's perfectly content. You know, you're not in like a dire financial situation. You're not living on the street. You, you know what I mean? And, you know, God be with the people who are in that, in those situations, you know, who are struggling to that degree. But to be in a certain situation and go, okay, this is good. Excellent. But what more can I accomplish and what other experiences and fulfillment might be out there if I risk the comfort of what I have for the potential of greater expansion in the future. And it is a risk. You know, I was talking to that flight attendant friend of mine and just, you know, the financial risk she took to to invest in this property and there's never a guarantee. If there was, it wouldn't be an investment. Investment equals risk. 
And I just think about how much risk I have taken to follow this dream and to pursue it. I mean, I've, I've risked pretty much my whole life, really. I mean, that's a little dramatic. I mean, I do have some fallback because, you know, I still do have a job, which I'm very grateful for. But, you know, I'm risking building that job into maybe a more robust career, which would definitely yield greater financial stability in the future. You know, it's like, well, if, if I was really going at my, my day job as a career, it's like, oh, I could, I could totally be, um, a big time, like, uh, small business consultant, uh, lead generation, digital marketing, uh, CRM management, pipeline automation, guru guy, and, you know, I could build that out and then, you know, go do the seminars and, you know, sign up a bunch of businesses and, you know, charge them, you know, 15 grand a pop to, uh, you know, go set up their, their CRM systems for them and promise them X, Y, and Z and, uh, you know, but yeah, but that's not what's in my heart, you know? And I don't, I don't, it's so fascinating because I don't know why this is in my heart. I mean, that's the thing I cannot figure out is it feels like it's a choice, but at the same time, it, it doesn't, it feels almost, oh, I hate to use the word because it has such religious connotation, but it feels almost predestined. And I don't get that at all. I mean, that is just so beyond whatever my conscious mind has the capacity to comprehend as to, you know, 8 billion people on the planet, a billion different opportunities to have a life and to, you know, different careers and different life choices and and here I am seemingly consciously choosing to try to be a comedian and like really wanting to have that be my life in, in a manner that, that it's like, it's actually successful. And, um, and you know, the world is changing. It's not like it was 20 years ago. This was something I was, uh, I was talking to to the headliner who's been in the game a long time. He just goes, yeah, the game has changed. He goes, it used to be, it was all about that seven-minute set, you know, back in the 80s, 90s, maybe even the early 2000s. You know, you would, as a comedian, if you wanted to try to make it, you'd go slum it out in New York, go slum it out in L.A. You'd write your seven-minute set. You'd work that seven-minute set. You'd get it really tight. You'd hustle it, you know, the clubs doing the open mics, hopefully, you know, a booker would see you or somebody would see you who could actually give you stage time, keep doing that seven minute set. And then hopefully one of the bookers of, you know, either, you know, the comedy store, hopefully, you know, maybe Mitzi Shore would see you or Laugh Factory or Hollywood Improv or, 
you know, if you're in New York, you know, the comedy seller or whatever it was, and then hope that whoever was casting, you know, doing the casting for The Tonight Show or for David Letterman or Conan O'Brien, you know, that maybe you could get, you know, a spot on that late night television. And then from there, you know, you do that spot and then hopefully, you know, maybe some casting directors would see you and think that you would be a good fit for their TV show or, you know, I don't know. It just seems like now in 2024 that that sort of pathway is less and less available and you know it's anybody's guess now but obviously with the advent of social media it just really seems that the game now is to find a way to grow a strong social media presence and then parlay that social media presence into ticket sales. And then if you can parlay it into ticket sales, now you have something of value. And then if you can continue to grow that audience and grow that fan base. So, and I'll tell you, that's what I am trying to figure out. I have tried so many different little social media things, um, you know, trying to do different characters, trying to do different sketches, trying to cut up my stand-up, cut up my stand-up in a number of different ways, try doing jokes, try doing longer videos, shorter videos, doing crowd work videos, doing man-on-the-street videos, my Lord Voldemort videos, putting clips of my podcast, um, doing response videos, you know, it's just, you know, it's just, it's just mind-boggling. And, you know, to date, nothing that I've really taken a stab at has really given any indication that like oh yes that's the thing you know to where where the results are so clearly um exceeding what i normally do that that i can see that oh well if i just replicate this this video format then i'll be able to grow i'll be able to you know make it happen and man, it, and it can be discouraging and it can feel so soulless almost of just like, oh, my whole, uh, my whole goal now is just to trick some algorithm, just some gigantic nebulous brain that exists on some sort of computer server on the bottom of the ocean that was typed out in ones and zeros by, uh, <laughs> by, uh, some, uh, you know, programming team who just sits in an office at TikTok and writes code all day dictating how that brain determines what videos go where and when and who sees them and when they see them and how many people get to see them and but you know I mean that's just the game it's the game as far as I can tell and uh, that's the game I'm trying to figure out. So, so we'll see. It meant it was really good. It was good to talk to my buddy, to talk to my flight attendant friend, and just hear like, yes, okay, they're out there dreaming too. They're trying new things. 
kind of on the opposite ends of the spectrum. It's like, you know, my, my one buddy who's the real estate developer, he's been, he's had a lot of success over the last 10 years. And yet he's still in the same phase of growth and dreaming and figuring things out and trying to get to the next level. And then my other friend just bought her first investment property and is trying to figure all that out and learn and grow and make it be successful. And and I'm out here trying to figure out how to learn and grow and be successful as a comedian and try to find the the right type of online content to post to start to gain fans online who will potentially then become fans in person. And that, again, is the name of the game as far as I can tell. Um, barring some sort of traditional opportunity to where perhaps I can get on television, you know. You know, America's Got Talent can still work for some comedians. Um, I've seen it go both ways. I've seen it launch some comedians' careers, like my buddy Drew Lynch or my buddy uh, Preacher Larson, who have who went on America's Got Talent and it launched their careers. I've also seen it completely bury people because I've known I've had comedian friends of mine and they were put on the show to fail. Unfortunately, that's just the reality of reality TV. And so they went on there and just, there was just no way that they were brought on the show to have any legitimate chance of being successful. So I don't know, you know, I'm friends with the casting director for Maris Got Talent. I've sent her a couple clips. She was interested in trying to get me on the show. The clips that I sent her, I haven't heard from her. So um, I'm going to assume that the clips that I sent her that she wanted me to send, that she asked me to send, didn't end up interesting the uh, producers because she's, you know, she's got to go make her case for the talent that she wants that she has scouted and then it's then it, from there it goes up to the producers and then the producers all sit in a room and decide you know what acts make it on and what don't and what acts don't so anyway that is the reality so so yeah got a little discouraged over the weekend I'm feeling better now and I just have to keep reminding myself, like, Paul, this isn't personal. The internet is not personal. The fact that, you know, all of the videos that I've been posting have not had any sort of major virability. It's not personal. It has nothing to do with you. It's just the algorithm. It's just the brain. Go back to the drawing board. And I'm starting to feel an inclination to go, all right. I've been a little stubborn with the internet. I've been a little bit like, hey, internet, this is what I want to do. Take it or leave it. And the internet is like, cool, we'll leave it. And I'm taking some humble pie and going, all right, what I really need to do here is I need to experiment and fail and iterate. And... I just need to come up with, you know, a hundred different ideas and try one, see if it moves the needle. If it doesn't move the needle, either iterate, try a new idea. 
If it fails, let it fail. And and I know this intuitively, uh, you know, it's difficult to swallow emotionally, but the reality is every successful person is the person who has failed more than everybody else. The most successful person is actually the biggest failure. <laughs> and uh, I just think I need to go fail a lot more. So I've been starting to just brainstorm different ideas. And, 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 and the reality is I'm not interested in going viral for viral sake. It's not like I'm willing to do anything just to go viral. It's like that, that's not the point. The point is how do I gain a fan base who know who I am as a comedian or at least as a comedic voice? It's a matter of how can I package my comedic voice to have the largest influence on the largest potential number of fans so that I can make them laugh, bring joy to them in the way that I, I is consistent with who I am. So, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not willing to just do anything just to get online famous. Um, I see this, uh, this guy's ads keep popping up to me where he talks about how to like use AI to, to generate ads. And it's all like nameless, faceless stuff. So he'll just like go to AI and give, say like, give me 10, uh, motivational quotes. And then it'll just pop out 10 motivational quotes. And then he'll pop those into memes that are just sort of these, um, templated memes. And then he'll just throw them online and just post them like crazy. And I'm going okay, yeah, great. You know, you've monetized something you didn't even create. And I'm like, it, it, it's not about just, oh, look it, I have a channel that I've put content on that is now monetized. Oh, look at me. It's, I'm an artist and I'm a performer and I'm a comedic voice. And for whatever reason, that's been my mission or that's what has chosen me and I am dedicated to finding the most effective online vehicle to express that comedic voice in a manner that's still me but also in a way that has the highest reaching potential and I don't know what that is. All I know is everything that I've tried so far ain't it. Um, you know, I filmed that one hour comedy special and I cut that thing up. A gosh, I've probably posted almost 70 or 80 clips that I've cut that um, comedy special up. And I've only had one clip out of those 70 that moved the needle at all on my TikTok. So TikTok pretty much just by default gives you about two to 300 views of a video. I think it's just their way of taking every video and giving it a quick test sample just to see, all right, does this have any, are people watching this? Is it stopping the scroll? Are people sharing it? Are they talking about it? And I had one video that instead of getting 200, got about 10,000 views, which again, in online, 
in terms of actual influence, that that is still zero. That rounds down to, to zero influence. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be pessimistic. It's, it's, you know, again, like the headliner over the weekend has a YouTube video with 8 million views. And it didn't really make a huge difference. He said he got a couple corporate gigs out of it, right? So going from 200 to 10,000 is, you know, if with rounding error pretty much means going from zero to zero point 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 zero 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 one. But but it at least was like, oh, okay, well, the, people like this video and it was just a video where I talk about bassoon players and it got picked up by the this sort of community of bassoon players who are like, oh my gosh, a stand-up comedian is acknowledging us. But, you know, that's not really something that I can capitalize on. Like, oh, well, I'm going to go be the uh, bassoon the bassoon stand-up comic. <laughs> so. But anyway, that's the game that I'm playing and that I'm trying to figure out. And, and I'm just starting to gear myself up to, all right, I have need to put together a system of... a system of rapid failure because I think I've been failing a little too slow and... I've been a little too stubborn with my content. And instead of going, oh, cool. All right, that didn't quite work. Let's try something else. It's like, oh, that didn't work. Well, let's let's try it 30 more times. And then maybe if I just keep doing it, the internet will change his mind. And it's like, nope. Nope. We still feel the same way. So... That's that's going to be my next focus moving forward here into this next couple of months is just seeing how many different video types I can come up with within my comedic voice, film something, test it, see how it goes, and then, yeah, go from there. So that that's, that's the game. That's where I'm at, everybody. So this is February 12th, 2024. Thank you so much for listening. I hope all of you are out there living your dreams as you are learning and growing and figuring it out that you are finding the answers you're looking for, finding joy in the journey, and that you are finding the drive and commitment and ambition to push through when things seem bleak and discouraging all I can say is I get it and I'm here with you and let's go uh let's go live some dreams together. All right everybody, I love you all so much. Thank you for listening. This is the Paul Green Comedy Podcast and I'll talk to you tomorrow.